Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. The City Life Podcast on Excess Manchester with Matt White and Simon Bins. Hello, my name's Matt White and joined, as always, by Simon Bins. (laughs) Hi, we're back. Yeah, incredibly. Somehow. Incredibly, we're allowed to do this again for a second week. How long will we get away with it for? We are representing two parts of Manchester here. When two worlds collide, I, of course, on the excess Manchester part, Simon Binns is the editor of the City Life uh, magazine pullout. Yeah, well, we're, we're all encompassing wherever, aren't we? So we are in the Manchester Evening News every Friday. We are online. We're on Facebook. We're an app. We are... Everywhere. You are everywhere, aren't you? Yeah, inescapable, really. And now we're here. So we're going to spend the next couple of hours playing some great music and also talking about what's going on in and around Manchester. Um, Simon, in the tradition of radio, can you tease us a little with what's coming up? So, coming up, we've got information about Manchester Day, some of the biggest gigs in Manchester, and why Father's Day is rubbish. What? No, it's not. It is a bit, though. Is it? Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. (laughs) I know you are, but I also forget when it is, even though I am one. Sunday. I'll know that now. Tomorrow. I know, mate. You're just miserable, aren't you? Yeah. I never get a lie-in. This is, you get promised a lie-in and then it just fades away. Um, we're here to talk about stuff that's going on in Manchester, but something that's going on all over the UK is Father's Day. Yeah, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow it is. Now, I'm excited. This is the day that I'll see my two little boys bring me gifts. They will look after me. They will shower me with hugs and kisses. <laughs> is this what really happens in your house? Mm, not really. I'll tell you what happens in my house. Go on, mate. On the Saturday is the big setup, which is, oh, you'll get a nice lion tomorrow, breakfast in bed, all the presents. What happens is I get rudely awoken by everyone at about half past seven. Someone carries in a tray of badly made eggs and then they they sit there and stare at me while I eat them for about 20 minutes. And then I'm up. Where's my lion? What's the matter with you, man? I just want to be left alone. But isn't that them trying? They're trying to make it a special <sighs> they are day trying, for you, Simon. But they're not doing it right, are they? And you can't you can't tell them that that's not how you poach an egg, can you? Can <laughs> <laughs> you? Their little faces. Mate, I can't even poach an egg. How do you expect your kids to poach an egg? You're expecting too much. My eleven year old can make an old fashioned at the age of eight. That's the bar. That's what I expect. Can she? Mm, yeah, she she makes a mean cocktail. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's good on the old drink serving. Well, then what you want to do is get a Bloody Mary lined up for Sunday morning, pal. Oh, that's not a bad idea, actually. But it's the gifts, isn't it, as well as, like, TV adverts just tell us, oh, there's Dad in his beige jumper looking a bit stupid with his power drill or his slightly boring beer or his slippers or his personalised socks. That's not me. That's not me. I want to be a cool dad. That's never going to happen, pal. <laughs> I know. Ryan Reynolds is a dad, and he's Deadpool. See, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the sock. I love the sock. I'm in a The personalised sock? Yeah, well, I'm in a sock club. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, now the show is finally ended. The sock club, sock clubs, sock club isn't a thing. Sock club is a thing. I'm in it. I'm in sock club. Is it a club of one? Check this out, man. Every month you get sent a pair of socks. Oh my god! You, you don't know what subscribe to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. You don't know what socks you're going to get, and then the socks arrive, and, and nine out of ten times they're a great pair of socks. But and this is the key bit, Simon. This will hook you in. If you ever lose one sock which we all do, uh, every day. you can just get them to send you free of charge that one-odd sock. A free replacement Thus sock. completing the set. 
Well, I mean, it sounds like a, a new and alternative way to get more monthly disappointment into your life. How much do you pay for this? I pay uh, an incredible amount of money. They've <laughs> seen you coming a mile away. And they now, like the Britannia Music Club of old, you, I presume you can't get out of this club for, until the day you die. No, I'm you? tied in for life. Yeah. Yes. We are combining forces, City Life and Excess Manchester. Just to talk about what's going on. What's, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Uh, what's one of the big gigs this weekend, pal? The big gig today uh, is Billy Joel. Billy Joel. At Old Trafford Football Stadium. 50,000 people. Really? It's his only UK show this year, I think. Well, I won't be going. I won't be going either. Nah. Sorry, Billy. Oh, yeah, sorry, mate. Um, how many Billy Joel songs do you know? <sighs> Uptown Girl. Oh, that was going to be mine. <laughs> so, well, everyone knows. Uptown Girl. Um, Uptown we Didn't girl. Start the Fire. That's one. Oh, that's a tune. We didn't start the yeah, Don't make stop right, singing it? on the radio. I can't make it. Uh, Uptown Girl, We Didn't Start the Fire. Your turn. Uh, he's got. He's on stage for two hours. White wedding. That's Billy Idol. Damn it. He's in town on Monday though. I think he's in town next week, so that'll be good. Piano man. Now Stop I couldn't tell you what it sounds, sounds like. I just know that's one of his. That's uh, it. I always mix up with Rocket Man. Okay, well that's the Billy Joel chat sorted. Three songs, two hours. So strap in if you're going to that gig. It'll be good though, won't it? We're going to look back in just a few moments on last weekend. Of course, it was Park Life, or as Liam Gallagher called it, Parker Life. The opposite of a Billy Joel gig. Yeah, we'll talk more after this. The City Life Podcast on Excess Manchester with Matt White and Simon Bins. It's Excess Manchester. That's Simon. That's miserable Simon Bins. My <laughs> name's Matt White. I'm a little bit more beat about life. Bet you like reggae. Uh, I do like reggae. Yeah, I thought you would. What do you mean? What's that? What do you look that like even a man mean? who'd like reggae? Yeah, good. Yeah, mm. I want to look like a man that likes reggae. Mm. Um, last week was Park Life or Parker Life, as Liam called it, yeah. in the city. Liam bossed it as well last weekend. Yeah, I heard good things. I didn't go. There were too many fellas with their tops off. <laughs> it was like for my liking the biggest open audition for Love Island. Yeah, you, you will ever see. That's one of the best things I've ever heard you say. Thank you. It's not though. Just, just to qualify that, I went. I went for most of Saturday. We we covered it, uh, and I went on Sunday as well. Did you feel old? Oh, festival, Dad. <laughs> but honestly, the only thing I get asked for at Parklife is directions and paracetamol, and I have them, and so I can give them out to the kids, and I know exactly where the medical tent is, and all the emergency exits. <laughs> so it's like, did yeah. you have a nice time though? I think. Uh, was there a nice vibe? A nice was there time. a nice vibe? There was a really nice vibe actually, and for the first, I mean, I've done. I think I've done five Parklife now, and um. This one kind of felt the nicest, and it was sunny, bar a little bit of rain on Sunday, that it disappeared by the time Liam came on. Everyone was in a really good mood. Listen, right, Park Life is, for the kids in Greater Manchester, it's their biggest party weekend of the year, and yeah. they save up, and they, they go for it, man. And I kind of like that. Yeah, it, it just, it, it really is for the kids, though, isn't it, this first time? Oh, so many abs I saw this weekend. So many abs. And, so, I mean, one girl as well, she turned up. I mean, there was a lot of people not wearing clothes, and one girl just had some tape over a... I'm going to say nipples on the radio. So you can say nipples, mate. It's fine. Just said it. Uh, and some leather hot pants. And like, and that was kind of it. Look at your little smile. <laughs> yeah. But 20 years ago, it would have been a little smile. It was like, oh, half past ten, she'll be freezing. <laughs> well, and after a bit of rain, they were all shivering, bless them. I just wanted to put my coat around them, but that's weird. You're not allowed to do it. You're old. You're old and grumpy. I am, and stuck at Park Life. But no, I did enjoy it. Liam came on, smashed it. I've not seen a, a crowd that big in the main field on the main stage. It was all the way back to the bar. And he, yeah, he did a good job, did the man. Good old Liam Gallagher. Yeah. We're going to talk Elvis Presley. 
We're going to talk about Elvis. Why are we going to talk about Elvis? Because uh, Elvis the musical, well, This Is Elvis, I think it's called, is on uh, at the Palace Theatre in Is Manchester. this like a jukebox musical? Is there a story or is it just a load of fellas singing Elvis? I think it's like, there's a loose story attached to it, but they all conveniently segue into the biggest hits of Elvis Presley, which is, which is lucky. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, Over two hours and 25 minutes. But um, we did a piece this week about the Elvis impersonator, who's really, really good, actually. And he did like a little spot at the Hard Rock Cafe uh, in Printworks, and he was dead cool. Elvis impersonators, though. I don't know, man. What do you think of them? Um, I met, years ago, I met the, the winner, the UK winner, the, apparently the best Elvis impersonator in the country. Because it's a big thing, isn't it? Oh, shoot, man, it's massive. And it's worldwide as well. And well it? paid it's... if you get it right, I would imagine. Yeah, well, everyone, everyone loves an Elvis impersonator. Give he it. can't do it. <laughs> Can he? No, he can't do it. The thing that always got me about Elvis, like I appreciate Elvis and I mm. like some of Elvis's songs. And yeah. I like some of the films. But everyone always used to go, oh, but he's got the most unique voice in the world. His voice can never be equaled. I think, well, it can. Yeah, by about 30,000 people. Yeah, constantly. They're always yeah. at it. I like the twists on Elvis and personality. So I saw a really good one in a curry house, uh, Patelvis. The Indian Elvis impersonator. Patelvis. Patelvis was good. He's really good as well. Got the quiff and everything. And uh, her Selvis. Her Selvis? Was another good one. The female uh, Elvis impersonator. Oh, her. Yeah. I thought it meant like a hearse. No, like that dead. would be really... That would bring it down quite significantly, wouldn't it? Her Selvis. Although that's probably a part of the market that is there for the taking if you want it. Dead Elvis. Wasn't there a TV programme called Dead Elvis or was something? It? I don't know. But her Selvis was good. She did look a bit like the singer out of Texas. But she was good. <laughs> I thought she was all right, man. She had the voice down. Oh, Charlene Spiteri does have a touch of the Presleys to her, though, doesn't oh, she? They all just look a bit like darts players, I don't they? If they didn't have a jumpsuit on, a lot of them, you wouldn't know they were being Elvis. More darts players should wear jumpsuits. All, all darts players should wear jumpsuits and capes. Let me tell you this, and I mean this. <laughs> if I could get away with wearing a cape, I would wear one daily. Oh, big time. And it's it's, it's a difficult look to pull off, isn't it? I would imagine, on the everyday. Hmm. I'm going to try it. I'm going to join Cape Club. Should we give it a go? Yeah. Right. Next week, we'll do this wearing capes. We're asking for trouble. I'm in. Um, what we do on a Saturday afternoon now, from two o'clock, every week, is uh, Simon comes in from City Life, and we just talk about stuff going on in the city. We do, and we're never short of stuff to talk about, oh, because there's loads. There is loads. Uh, so coming up after three o'clock, we're going to be talking about Manchester Day. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a biggie. Um, you've got a book down there. What's that? <laughs> well... I've got a book. Don't often see you with a book, mate. I'm not going to tell you. It's it's got big print. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, It's one of my guilty pleasures, uh, and it contains life lessons for us all. (laughs) So I'm going to give you some of the wisdom within these pages, uh, and I'll I'll tell you what the book is in a little bit. You can't tell us who it's by or anything. It's an unexpected source of inspirational wisdom. That's all I'll say. Well, do you know what? If that wasn't reason enough to stick around, I don't know what is. The City Life Podcast on Excess Manchester with Matt White and Simon Bins. Simon, th- uh, this week, everyone's been banging on about Love Island. Oh, they haven't they? So me and my wife decided to watch it. You um, hooked? Nah, I mean, it's just <laughs> awful. It's, it's right. just full of the worst kind of people Yeah, doing the worst kind of thing. Well, I don't know, just having a few beers and sunshine isn't the worst kind of thing. But I, I watched it just so I could have an informed opinion and my opinion is that it's crap. Yeah, I mean, it, it does display all the worst traits of humanity within an hour, really, I suppose. Uh, a little bit like this radio programme. <laughs> yeah, well, stretched out. Um, another programme that I have never seen, but I must get around to watching it again just so that I can have an opinion, 
is the, uh, what's it called, The Real Cheshire Housewives. This is where you and I differ. If you watched it as I do, you would know it's called The Real Housewives of Cheshire. All right, mate. Well, right? It's not that different, is it? Everyone's got their guilty pleasures, and this is mine. Do I you love, love it. it. I love it, mate. When it starts, I'm in. No, you're not. I am. I love it. For the full run, I've met a few of them. They're all lovely and a bit mad. Uh, yeah, but I love it. It's just, you know, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a glimpse into a world you will never live in. So it's... Effectively, just housewives, rich housewives. Rich housewives are all rich businesswomen, actually, who also happen to live in Cheshire. Some of them are self-made. Um, just kind of bombing around Cheshire, doing stuff and arguing and throwing food at each other. What do you like about it? That, did you not hear what I just said? Bombing around Cheshire, doing I'm, stuff. Having an argument and throwing food at each other. They always end in an argument, mate. There can't be a lunch that passes without some massive cat fight. It's great. When you first told me that you liked this, I, I got to be honest. I thought, nah, he's just because you're quite a needy person. I thought he just wants attention. Yeah, normally that's true. But you 100 percent do, and you've brought you've got <laughs> a book. You've brought a book in. So right, one of the housewives is uh, Tanya Barnsley. Right, she's married to Phil Barnsley. Of course, she's Man United. Uh, now oh plays, right, but, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Plays for whole place for Burnley. Lovely bloke. She's lovely as well. Very really nice couple. Dead down to earth. Actually, Tanya's mad uh, as a barrel of frogs. She's really funny. Uh, and Phil's dead cool. His dad's got a club in Salford and they hang out there and that's all nice. But Tanya has written <laughs> what I consider to be one of the finest books in uh, English literature as it stands. Right. It's inspirational. <laughs> uh, it's helpful to me uh, and millions of others. It's called Just a Girl Who Got It All. Gives a lot. Gives a lot there you go, there's the cover. Look. There she is. Tanya oh, ba- okay. Sassy. She looks sassy. Tanya Bardo. Not even a full name because she's, like, she's, you know, she's one of us. Matt, that's Secrets to getting the life and body you want. Yeah, in brackets, attitude and actions to success. In brackets, marry a footballer. That's not in there. That's not a chapter in there. Marry a footballer isn't a chapter in there. But there are some crackers, and I've, I've got. I'm going to come back every week with a passage from this book oh, yeah. that, that I think will help you specifically, but hopefully other people. Mate, hang on. When you quipped earlier, it's all right, it's in large print. It really is, isn't it? I thought that was a joke, <laughs> no, about, but it not. is massive print. It, it's huge. It's about 30 words a page. Is that for visually impaired people or is this a proper... Or just people who are very far away from the book? I don't know. Okay, so we're going to read uh, some top tips from that in just a moment, are we? Yeah, we are. The City Life Podcast on Excess Manchester with Matt White and Simon Binns. What we're doing this afternoon is uh, we're spending a couple of hours just talking about Manchester, just what's happening in Manchester, what's happened in Manchester. But Simon um, has revealed something about himself that I, I didn't know quite so much, but you are banging to the really good Housewives of Cheshire. I love it, mate. Real Housewives of Cheshire. I, I miss it when it's away. You know, I'm waiting for the next series to come on. I love those girls. Weird, mate. Bit weird, this. Yeah, um, a little bit. So one of the ladies, Tanya. Tanya Bardsley. Uh, has got a self-help book out. Yeah, just a girl who got it all. <laughs> How you can have it all, too. So you think this can help me? Specifically you, I think. Yeah, more than more than most. I think if there's a man that needs tips from a Cheshire housewife, it's probably you. Okay, well, you're going to give us your tip. Within this book, I mean, it's split into many chapters, uh, ranging from you are what you think to... You are what you think. You are what you think. Don't... Don't poo-poo it. You've not even given it a chance yet. That's the first chapter. All right, sorry. Uh, the must-have attitude for success. And also, at the end, a wee recap. We spelled W-E-E. <laughs> <laughs> See? There you go. Okay. Now you're on my level. Well, but what I'm going to read you a little passage from chapter six, uh, which is called Preparation is the Key to Success. Because you, Matthew, 
don't strike you don't strike me as a man who's prepared for anything frankly fail to prepare prepare to fail uh, exactly and i've seen you do that over the years so many times so i'm <laughs> going to read you a little passage uh from tanya's book uh, an athlete can't expect to turn up to a race at the olympics with no practice or training true and expect to win yeah she's right she is right isn't yeah, she's she? right. that is undeniable uh it goes on is that it? no that, that's not the entire chapter it goes on for a few quotes but i think the bit the bit that really you need to think about is this um <laughs> If you've chosen to take the road to the better you, the best you can possibly be, yeah. then you need to prepare. Firstly, you need to prepare your mind okay. for success. Is your mind prepared for success? I think so. It doesn't look I like think it I've is. accepted that I'm never going to get it. You cannot find or reach success if your mind is still negative or in bitterness mood. Oh. So out with the negative, in with positive thoughts, your life until now has all been down to your thoughts and beliefs. For you to achieve your new dream, you have to be extremely high in confidence. Ah, uh, but I'm not. You're not I'm not high enough. It's all the show. Not, yeah. Um, do you want to? Do you want to know how to train your mind? Not really, mate. I'm going to so tell far, you. This is rubbish. No, I'm cracking on. You need to train your mind with the thoughts and beliefs you have, you want to be on. So you have to take control of your mind and be disciplined. If negative thought pops in your head, dismiss it and replace it with a positive affirmation. I am the best. Or I am ready. I'm the best in my field. Shout it to yourself. I'm not shouting that to myself. Shout it to yourself now. I'm not. How many of those books has she sold? Uh, well, I've, I've got one. One. <laughs> I've got one. I think this is a free one. Um, for now, though, I mean, it doesn't get much more Manchester than Manchester Day. What could be more Manchester than picking a day for no real reason? Calling it Manchester Day and having a massive parade through the streets of Manchester just to celebrate how great we are. Yeah, and, and that's that's it with this, isn't it? There is no day. <laughs> there is no real it. reason. No, I love that. And I love the fact that they've just gone, right, okay, let's pick a day and we'll have a big parade and all the community can make floats and loads of colour and loads of entertainment and loads of stuff and we'll just have a big party and we'll call it Manchester Day. Now, I'm very much pro-Manchester Day. I, I can't Same. see... Oh, are you? Good. I was yeah, going to ask. Like there's like no negative to this, is there? There's no downside. No, there's I not. like a parade. So... There's the big parade, uh, which goes down Deansgate from one o'clock and then all across the city from kind of 12 to about six. There's just stuff going on all over the place. So Albert Square's got stuff going on. Set on Square's got entertainment. Cathedral Gardens has got stuff. So it's good for families. It's good for adults. It's good for old age pensioners. It's good for dogs. It's good for everyone. Who else knows some other types of people? That's the only people I know. Okay. Um, the food's good as well. Manchester Food and Drink Festival, I think, curate all they do. the street food, don't so they? So there's some good names in there. Uh, Bistro are yeah. going to be down there. We like them very Love much. Love the boys at Bistro. Yeah, yeah. they're very, very good. you got some good pizza. you got, I think, uh, Honest Crusted down there. Uh, the Ottoman are down there. Yeah, loads of good stuff to eat and drink. You're going to dress up? going to wear any fancy dress? Every day I do that. So, yeah, maybe. I think you look quite nice. I might wear a massive paper mache head. Have you ever been in a parade? <sighs> once, and this is not a setup because I don't know you're going to ask me this, but once I accidentally led out the Manchester Pride Parade on my bike for about 15 minutes. Did you? And my bike is pink. So, yeah, I kind of, I was cutting through the back of Whitworth Street to get away from the parade. And I whizzed back through onto Whitworth Street West and found myself right at the beginning of it <laughs> with all the flag wavers. I did something uh, remarkably similar to that, actually, but it was a little bit more, the, the, it wasn't quite as happy. Remember when Salman Rushdie released <laughs> Satanic Verses? Yeah, that that is not as happy, is it? And there were marches calling for his head. Mm. Uh, I turned a corner and ended up in the middle of a, a Rushdie death. Rushdie death. Oh, yeah, it's not the same as dudes in pink hot pants waving flags around, is it? 
But we're here to showcase all that is good about Manchester, talk about things that are going on, events like Manchester Day taking place tomorrow, but also talk about new openings in restaurants. Yeah, and there's plenty of them. Normally. Oh, they're relentlessly so at the Loads minute. Loads of them. You've got one there, haven't you? That ivy brasserie looks like a block of flats coming out of the ground. It's huge. Yeah, but it looks beautiful. I don't know if it's good. This is the new one in Spinningfield. They're taking all of it, mate. They can't They're taking be. all of it. They're taking all of it. About 800 covers. Someone told me last week. Massive. Huge. Wow. Opened in September, I think. But there's another exciting one, which I'm very excited about, okay. um, which is on King Street, and it's called Tass. Have you heard of this place? I have heard of Tass because I got to interview... Uh, Paco Perez, who's hmm. the two Michelin star chef that's part of the opening team. That's the one. So he's got a bit of backing from Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola. Yes. Who also likes his food. In fact, when he was manager at Bayern Munich, he opened a restaurant in Munich because he couldn't really find anywhere he liked. So, so he's just opened one. Yeah. When you pep, that's what you well, do. Yeah, yeah, Can't yeah. find a good restaurant, open one open yourself. Open one. Yeah. So I got a phone call uh, from their people going, do you want a bit of lunch with, with Paco Perez? Well, yeah, sounds good. Team Why Michelin, not? Team yeah. Michelin star chef. Yeah, he'll cook, he'll cook for you and stuff. I was like, all right, okay, when do you, when do you come into Manchester? No, no, no. Uh, we'll fly you out to Girona, no. to uh, Miramar, his restaurant there with two Michelin stars. Fly you out in the morning. Uh, have a bit of lunch. He'll cook for you. And then a bit of a chat afterwards. And then we'll fly back. I um, can't be happy for you. <laughs> I know, like, Why haven't I been face, invited? You, you're contorted. Miserable face. It's going to make it taste even better when I'm there. Who set this up? Why aren't their people wanted Manchester's? You know, go on. Most... going to describe yourself as <laughs> Manchester's on, most well thought of journalist who is guaranteed to do a good job thanks to his, his knowledge and, and charm. But they couldn't get him, so they asked you. Exactly hey. that, mate. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of them, isn't it? Where sometimes you get you get a call or an email and you've said yes before they've stopped talking. It was one of those. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone, uh, along with me, are very, very happy for you, Simon. I can, thank, I can feel the love coming through the airwaves. Listen, I'm, I'm dead, dead lucky, and uh, I can't wait for that because that that exhibition you were talking about, where you got to interview him, he mm. cooked me a bowl of peas. Yeah, I tasted some of those. They peas. were the greatest peas I've ever eaten, mate. You shared your peas with me. I did, didn't I? You gave peas a chance. <laughs> Sorry about that. Simon, we're going to play some Foo Fighters in a moment, and the reason we're doing that is because they're coming to town. They're in town, yeah. I mean, they play the uh, Etihad on Tuesday. So uh, another big gig, like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Rolling Stones, Billy Joel. uh, But yeah, now for the Foo Fighters, Ed Sheeran as well. It's rare you get six massive stadium gigs in one city in about four weeks. But we've done it. So they're they're the next ones. Uh, 23 years since they released their first album. Can you believe that? Is it really? Hmm. Wow, that does make me feel old. But they've been around a long time and they, I mean, they keep cranking out the tunes, don't they? Well, he, he's he's prolific, isn't he? He's just, and I like him a lot. I like him. He's probably the most likeable man in rock. Did you see what they did at their Gothenburg gig uh, about a week ago? No. Did you see this? So <clears throat> last time they played Gothenburg three years ago, mm-hmm. it's when he fell off stage and broke his leg. Right, yeah, So they had to, that. They had to cancel Glastonbury and all of that to play in a wheelchair. So... When they played Gothenburg last week as part of this tour that comes to Manchester on Tuesday, um, he sent a stuntman out dressed as Dave Grohl and he fell off the, he flew off the stage and the crowd were like, oh my God, what's Not happening? Again. No, no. And then he came out and oh, it was just banter, lads, all right. So yeah, I'd like him for that. He's, he, he doesn't seem to take himself too seriously, Dave Grohl. Yeah, he's all right. He's a good guy, isn't he? And he still insists on the band travel together and same dressing rooms and no separation and they're kind of like a little gang still, aren't they? 
Yeah, like and that. he and what and this is the last thing I'll say about this now is whenever I watch him uh, being interviewed or documentaries and st- he's got a wide range of musical tastes. Like mm. he he's into a bit of everything and he draws yeah. influences from. I mean, predominantly he's into his hard rock. Yeah, but he's worked with some amazing people from across yeah all genres of music, and he's not he's not scared to give give stuff a go. But yeah, I, I, love, I like Foo Fighters. They're they're a great live band. Most famous drummer in the world. Yeah, probably. Sorry, yeah. Mike Joyce. Still, still alive. Uh, yeah, and yeah, Mike's kind of more than just a drummer, isn't he? Yes, he is. Good say. Yes, he is. <laughs> Simon, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. We'll yeah. do it again next week, shall we? Well, yeah, I don't know about a pleasure, but yeah, we'll do it again next week. It was tolerable. The City Life Podcast on Excess Manchester with Matt White and Simon Bins.